academic, an engineer, an inventor, a performer in the pantomime of physics, a dealer in deadly devices. I, old boy, am a doctor. Not some dusty, cobwebbed, psychophantic tree climber. I, old boy, am a student of the world. Wither had gotten red-faced, eyes bulging through the smoke of his pipe, and was standing on his toes with upraised fists. He slowly sat back down on his stool, eyes locked on Gafgarn's, holding his pipe lovingly and puffing all the while. Then he smiled brightly. Now. Here is why I'm so certain of your assistance, old boy. I will guarantee you your throne, as well as the ability to recline upon it once more, should you assist me in my endeavor. Which, old boy, you of course will. You are out of your league and mind. The latter debatable. But let me ask you this, old boy. Why do you keep saying that? Gafgarn interrupted, annoyed. Have you had a scientist take a look at your forced orthopedic Tennessee? My what? I've never met a scientist before. Then how do you know I can't help you? Gafgarn grunted his version of a chuckle and leaned in again, half smiling. Doc, he said sarcastically. Do you know why I have these? Wither looked up at the ceiling innocently and said, "Not the faintest idea, old boy." But I can risk another hypothesis. They certainly didn't belong to you, and you didn't come to own them on good terms. There was a moment of tense silence. Gafgarn picked over the odd man as he thought about the proposition. Wither was right about everything, but he also seemed unhinged and untrustworthy. He looked to be useful. Gafgarn would give him that. He was quick, and deadly and smart. But not so much that Gafgarn couldn't take him out should he back out on the deal. Most of all, Gafgarn knew he needed help. He was aimless, and worse, he yearned to return to his people. They understood strength in a way that even the doctor could not. He predicted the doctor also knew nothing about revealing the curse, but he had nothing to lose anyway. Okay, Doc, I'll help. Wither jumped up excitingly, yelling, "Huzzah, old boy! Together, this should be quite an easy task. We can ride out immediately and take them out under the cover of night." But I could take on any army of bandits on my own. Give yourself more credit, old boy. Besides, he doesn't have an army. It's just a posse. Didn't you hear the squirming gentleman with the reverse kneecap? You said. He was a bandit king. Oh, just a silly moniker. These ruffians prefer, you know, sheep in the herd, old boy. Are you sure? Gafgarn felt annoyed again, which was usual. Indubitably, old boy, you haven't a thing to worry about. Wither slapped Gafgarn on the shoulder, or rather, he attempted to, and ended up jovially smacking his hulking arm instead. Then he continued as he raced around his table, collecting his books into several satchels. Well, take my carriage out to the knoll. We should reach it quickly enough, and I'll give you all the details on the way. Come, old boy, our dear Smidgen awaits. We'll make him but a smudge on the earth. Ha ha! Smidgen the smudge, indeed. Gafgarn followed Wither out the back of the tavern. 
He spotted the bartender huddling in a corner behind the bar, who tremorously thanked Gafgarn for his business. A horse and an odd-looking carriage sat in the back, tethered to a pole, the horse gingerly drinking from a trough. Wither rushed to jam his satchels into the carriage, which was piled high with large bags and boxes, inside and on the roof. After shutting and latching the door, he raised himself onto the front seat and grabbed the reins as he puffed his heavy pipe. Would you untie Percy for me, old boy? Then take a seat here and we're off. Gafgarn untied the horse from the pole, petting it on the face as he did so. Percy, he said to the horse, in a gruff but somehow soft half-chuckle. Then he tromped over to the carriage's driver bench and lifted himself up. The carriage tilted awkwardly to one side and then leaned forward as Gafgarn climbed over the bench to sit on the roof. Wither scooted outward to prevent himself from sliding off. He snapped the reins, and Percy, struggling at first, pulled the carriage through the small driveway back onto the main highway. Wither smiled mechanically into the night, the light from his pipe beaming on his excited face while puffs of smoke rose into the cool air. Gafgarn laid on his back into a pile of boxes and bags in an attempt to relax. He stared into the night sky, taking in the bright stars, secretly excited to squish someone with such a stupid name. And so ends chapter one of Gafgar and the Eternally Unfurnished, written by Jeremiah Sundance French, narrated by Mike Bethel, sound effects, music, and host, Daniel French. See you next time on Chronosphere Fiction when we do chapter two of Gafgar and the Eternally Unfurnished in about a week. As episodes go on, we will have other stories as well. Keep your cosmos clean, 